0: Who needs rules anyway? Real life starts now.
1: Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist An and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers
2: in a real God.
0: Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Ahn Lay.
2: Later in the show, you'll hear from Samantha Doucette, who didn't want to live by the rules, and ended up in a life-threatening situation as a prostitute.
0: Hmm. How was your life on as far as rules? Because I always hear everyone talking about how they had such severe rules that they felt like trapped and they had to get out and do what they wanted to do. Well,
2: you know, I grew up in an Asian family. We had a lot of rules. Don't touch this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Hmm. And when I became a teenager, I was like, man, I just want to do whatever I want to do. I want Hmm. freedom from those rules.
0: Yeah. And I've heard people say rules were made to be broken, you know, which is...
2: I, and I broke them. I yes. did break them. Yeah.
0: What's funny about me is I had a hippie mom and she was just kind of like, do whatever you want as long as you let me know where you're at. If you want to party, party with me. If you want to get high, come home. If you want to drink, just do whatever. Just let me know you're Okay. And for me, it was a very hard situation because I didn't know what my limits were. Mm. So everyone else was kind of rebelling and doing what they were told not to do. But I was afraid to do it because I didn't know what that trouble could look like because I Mm. knew it wasn't going to come from my mom, but what could happen to me. So I was a rule to myself. And so, you know, there are people out there, though, that want to break the rules because they feel like they're like you.
2: Well, yeah, that was me. But then, you know, I think maybe for you, you probably learned the consequences of breaking those rules. Right. (laughs) You know, when I became a Christian, I learned that God's word is there for something to protect you, not to oppress you.
0: That's so true. We're going to hear from Samantha Doucette after the break.
2: Real life is
1: made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless.
0: Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Joining us is Samantha Doucette, and she's joining us to share how she was a prostitute at 20 years old, became a stripper, and felt too dirty for God. Let's welcome to the show, Samantha. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, you guys.
0: Thank you. We Mm -hmm. appreciate your transparency. Now, I understand at a young age, you might have gone to church a couple of times, but as a teenager, you kind of went off the rails in rebellion. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. And I would almost say that's an understatement. My <laughs> poor mother just couldn't control me anymore to mm. the point where I spent times in group homes. It started all back then, just kind of doing what I felt like doing, being who I wanted to be and kind of just going against the grain and going against the rules of life.
0: Mm. Oh. And it was just something in you just wanting to rebel. Did you feel like there was too many rules or was it just something you felt like I got to be my own self?
1: No, I think at the time, I just didn't want to be controlled. I think that, you know, I got the label of troubled youth pretty early, but in my head, I was just misunderstood. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I just didn't want to have the rules and come home on time and do all the things that little kids do. I mean, I'm talking 13, 14, 15 years old here, right? Right. Right. So I guess it was just at that time in my life, I just didn't feel like listening. and didn't value my mother's rules or how she tried to parent me.
0: Right. Now, I understand you ended up getting pregnant and having a child at 18 years old. And then on your second child, you needed money and became a prostitute. What made you consider getting into prostitution? How did that work out?
1: Well, being on government funding just wasn't cutting it. And although people on social assistance are encouraged to work and attend school, I was only allowed to keep 200 extra dollars a month. So Mm. like that really wasn't that attractive. Mm. So I started looking for ways to make some extra cash on the side, you know, something with no set schedules or something I could do a couple of days a week so I could just make extra money and have some extras, like more groceries, take kids out to movies. I was just really sick of being broke and going to work all day for a little bit of money just didn't seem like it was going to be a good fit.
0: Mm. Did someone offer you a job as a prostitute or was it just something you thought of out of the blue,
1: yeah, it's kind of funny when you think about it, like I'm not one of the stories, thank goodness, of somebody who was a small child lured into the sex trade. I actually trafficked myself, oh. like I looked for escort services in my community and I'd like seek them out and I made an appointment, and I went to an interview, and that's how it all started,
0: wow. So as you were doing this and making money, what were the emotions you were feeling, the thoughts you were having at this time? Were you enjoying this time of your life? Now you're getting money. What kind of things were you going through?
1: Well, I remember the first time, like when I went for that interview, it was really awkward. I felt really embarrassed and I was sweaty and I just didn't know how I was going to do it. It was like my first time and I didn't know what I was going to do to make it through it. But at the end of it, it was easy. And I kind of crossed the boundary of no returns. You know what I mean? And it was so easy that instead of going back the second day, I just decided that I was just going to work for myself and I was going to cut out the middleman and start my own out-service company. And it was literally as easy as an ad in a newspaper and a burner phone. And that was the beginning of it. Like now I was a prostitute. I was in charge of myself. In my mind, of course, I didn't like doing the act. But in my mind, I was in control of where I went, when I went, how much money I charged. I was in control of my schedule. For some reason, in my mind, that made it all okay. Like, I was the one in charge of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, were you concerned about any kind of diseases or getting pregnant or maybe being hurt?
1: Well, it's pretty funny, actually, that you asked that because... Um, No. At the time, like most people who called just wanted someone to hang out with or drink with or get high with, and that's kind of where the drugs had started for me. Really had no incidents. Like some weird things happened when I was like a little creeped out at times, but nothing really scared me or had me second guessing, and it never really crossed my mind that I would get diseases or that I would get robbed or beat up or even that I actually might die until this one night when it all changed to me. Wow. I was called to a local motel. Everything seemed normal as usual. We were like sitting around having a couple drinks he was using but there wasn't enough for me I was okay with that
0: what is using can you tell us what using means so using
1: like depending on who you're with and what they use like I would be party to anything right so if they were doing cocaine I would do cocaine with them if they were doing masculine I would do masculine with them but this particular individual at the time I assume he was smoking crack because he was using a pipe I didn't really know at the time and he said there was none for me But just any drugs or alcohol that were handed to me or offered to me, I would also use with the client. Mm.
0: So he was using drugs and you didn't have any at that time. Now, did you take the drugs to kind of wash away a little bit what you were doing at first or just to fit in with these guys? What got you into the drugs?
1: You know, I started dabbling in drugs in high school, just like acid and like mushrooms and weed and things like that. So trying new drugs really wasn't something that I was afraid to do. It's something I did often just for fun. Mm. But in these situations, I think it kind of made it a lot easier to be that person that they expected you to be or to put on your social mask if you were like included in what they were doing. Because really at the time, I looked at it as they were basically paying me to spend time with them and to hang out with them and to do whatever they want wanted to do so they wanted to do a line of cocaine then whatever, right? I would do a line. I know it sounds crazy now, but at the time it just seemed completely normal.
0: Right. And so there was this guy who didn't offer you drugs that night and did something that changed your life. Tell me about that.
1: Okay, so like I said, it started off normal. We were just like hanging out. Suddenly he got very agitated and started pacing the floor and like yelling, like looking out the window and stomping around. And I was sitting at the table at the time. It was like a little motel room, you know, with the table and the chairs and the bed. And he picked me up and he pushed me onto the bed and he put his hands around my throat and he started just squeezing tighter and tighter and he was strangling me. And I remember I was just fighting back and I was like thrashing my body, trying to hit him and get his eyes with anything I could do to get him off me. And he let go of my throat to grab my forearm so he could pull me down. Mm. And I really don't know where the strength come from with his full body weight on my chest, but I managed to buck him off onto the floor and I remember like rolled off and jumped onto the other side of the bed and I stood there and I was just trying to figure out how I was going to get out of here because the door was beside him and so was my purse and so was my phone and so was my shoes. Everything was over there on that side of the bed. Mm. So he got up anyway in rage and he lunged over the bed at me and ended up falling and stumbling onto the floor again. Mm. So that was my chance. In the meantime, I ran around the bed and I grabbed my purse and my phone. I didn't grab my shoes or anything. I just left and I started running and he chased me and he caught me and he drove me back into the room and he raped me. Oh my, oh my
0: god.
1: And he threw my belongings outside the door and he told me to get out. And I grabbed my stuff and I just got out and I just called a taxi. And I just remember in my head, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. Oh my like I almost lost my life that day. That was the first and only time that I was scared for my life. Oh
2: my God. And gosh.
1: that's what happened.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that. And at this time, there was no God in your life and no. you still needed to make money. So instead right. of doing prostitution, you started stripping. And we're going to find out more about your story on our next show. But there are people listening now who are thinking, you know, I am in this boat. I need money. I'm compromising myself. Maybe they're doing drugs or maybe they're in prostitution or thinking about it or even stripping. And from your story, and what we're going to find out is that it's not worth it, right? Right. It's not worth it. It's not worth Your it. life
1: is not worth it.
0: So we're going to pray mm-hmm. for those who are listening, and we're going to have you back on our next show to share what happened and how you had an encounter with God. Okay.
2: You know, what an extreme story. She has a very normal thought pattern when she's talking about just wanting that freedom, you know, just to rebel, do whatever she wants. And she found something that appeared easy. And you know, it was interesting when you said, were you concerned at all? And she said, no, how many people today are living this carefree lifestyle, completely unconcerned, not really thinking about are there consequences in life or not? And praise God, she got free. Mm -hmm. Praise God about that. But this is a good story and a lesson to us. Lord Jesus, we just come to you. And I know, Lord, that there's somebody who's listening and saying, gosh, you know, that's me. I have that heart and that attitude just to want to do whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's wrong. Maybe there's danger in that. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, in your word, it says that you're the good shepherd. Yes. And for someone out there who's saying, I'm all alone, I've done the free living, and I've got in trouble like her. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that God is your shepherd. If you accept him and you receive him, Mm -hmm. he will be the good shepherd of your life. And we'll guide you, mm-hmm. protect you from this day for yes. So Jesus, we call upon you. We call upon your name. We mm-hmm. receive you. We believe in you. Yes. We're asking you to be our shepherd, yes. the good one in Jesus' mighty name.
0: And he will provide for you. If you call out to him, he will help you. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.